This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. ESPN 92.3, the Valley Sports Leader. All of our guests appear on the SECV Hotline. We're brought to you by Marzoni's in Sealands Grove. Five to nine every Monday night, half price drafts. You get your growler filled for seven bucks at Marzoni's. You can check it all out and check out the menu, everything at Marzoni's.com. Joining us now on the SECV Hotline uh, from BleedingGreenNation.com, from BGN Radio, from 97.5 The Fanatic. John Barchard joins us now. And, uh, John, before we get into the Eagles-Cardinals thing, it was just announced here in the last, say, 15, 20 minutes or so that Odell Beckham Jr. has been suspended for one game by the National Football League. Shock of shocks. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's um, – I know there's kind of like a – there's been a lot of back and forth going on with that with, you know, uh, some uh, sexual slurs that I think Norman was kind of chirping at there. There's been a lot of bat talk <laughs> mm-hmm. between everything, but – Regardless of all that, I mean, you can't headhunt on the field. I don't care what anybody's trying to say. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's completely warranted, no matter who was, uh, you know, who was saying anything on the field and and whatever rituals and, um, you know, if if that's anything, I mean, to all the decent to good uh, CBs that are out there, I think that's how you, uh, that's how you get in his head, I guess. I mean, if he <laughs> if she's throwing that kind of like, I was kind of shocked at you know, Coughlin or nobody's kind of reeled him in or sat him down uh, at some point. Like, you have to control your own players if the refs aren't going to. And I was surprised that the refs then, you know, four punches. He threw four punches in two separate occasions. <laughs> Just then, no flags. It was a really, really bizarre, like, thing that was going on there. But, uh, you know, they're going into Minnesota, and they need to win. And what a stupid time to be doing all that stuff. So, I... Maybe I'd like to say thank you to the Giants for participating in the NFL season because I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to win. Uh, they, they need him. They're not going to win without. Do you don't think the next time that he's on the field that a defensive back isn't going to try some of those same things against him? Do you? Oh yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Like that's uh, like you're. If it is that easy to get in your head, man. Then wow. Okay, you know, just shut it down and go beat him. That was. If he would have uh, that that opening play that they had, he beat he beat Norman clean and he dropped an easy touchdown. Pass. Yeah. So, oh yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it was kind of a you know another day in the life of the NFC least here. <laughs> That's for sure. Let's get to the game last night: the Eagles and the Cardinals. 
Cardinals, obviously, one of the better teams in the National Football League, record-wise, personnel-wise, right down the line. So before we throw all of the Eagles under the bus, the Cardinals are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, oh, for, for sure. And I think that there's some – look, when we came into this thing, I didn't, I didn't expect them to win. I expected them to kind of keep it close, and they – they weren't even able to do that. They gave us one half of competitive football, and then it just kind of dumped off the rails. But, yeah, I mean, there's you know, David Johnson, who we actually interviewed on BGN Radio pre-draft coming in. There was one of the guys that I absolutely fell in love with after, like, watching his tape. You reminded me a lot of Matt Forte. He's a wide receiver in a running back's body. Um, I didn't expect him to go for 185 yards, though. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of crazy. Um, the vertical passing game, which has just been completely dominant this entire year for – Carson Palmer and John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, um, those guys were there. They're in Michael Floyd. I mean, he made a he made one hell of a catch in the second half. Yes, after, he did. You know, Eagles Eagles need to get on the board, and that's just like you can't. Well, the coverage wasn't even bad, even for the guys. You know, uh, Eric Rowe was out with a concussion. Um, Maxwell has a shoulder problem with an MRI, and there's still no word on that. Like those, as soon as you take your two main starters out, and then you were left with Jalen Watkins and. EJ Biggers, you know, who's the ultimate journeyman cornerback, and, and they didn't really allow any of those huge X plays. That's the only one that sticks out in my mind. But, you know, the run defense just just it disappeared again. Like, it's it's not there. And if I, I get worried if Fletcher Cox wasn't even there, how many you know, how many missed tackles were there last night? You can say a lot of things on – yeah, the offense isn't, isn't complementing the defense at all. I think that's it's been the most – uh, you know, destructive thing as far as the season has gone. And that's, you know, half of the season was kind of lost. I'm just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Uh, now that they kind of have, well, I think they moved the ball okay. It's just they can't finish. There's no closers here. There's not, you know, Zach Ertz had a big game. Um, there was a couple of really good throws from Sam Bradford. There was a lot of, you know, some positive things out there. But, yeah, like when you're with it, when this is like a litmus test for, you know, can they hang in the playoffs? When they showed uh, some some spark against Carolina, there was a lot of drop passes, but they were still able to hang. This one, it was, you know, it, it, they just didn't have enough firepower to kind of match what they do, and that's what the the difference between, uh, you know, hanging in an offense for a couple of years, being having the weapons around you, and they're just their Eagles are so far away from being able to have that vertical attack game that they've been wanting to, even in the running game. Like either one doesn't really work here, so. The passing game is the only thing that has been going, and it's just been all the all the things that have flipped now. That yesterday we all were dying for Ryan Matthews to start some football games, and then he comes up and coughs the ball. It changes the game like that. Pretty much was like, yeah, that would that'll do it. You know, Sam Bradford with a sack fumble. There was just in uh, in a bad interception and uh, a couple of garbage interceptions. The garbage touchdowns. <laughs> it's just like, man, oh man, we can't just. It's it's never going to be a consistent team. That's why it's just like I, I wasn't able to buy into you know beating Buffalo last week. I didn't think they, there's no way in hell they. I thought they could beat the Patriots. They somehow did that. If they would have beat the Cardinals somehow, then you know we'd be all jumping for joy and say, okay, we can make the run. But it just is what it is. It's a mediocre football team in a mediocre division that has to play that their season's on the line here on Saturday. And when you you alluded to the the turnovers, especially when it happens back to back, the turnover by Matthews and then the fumble sack uh, with Bradford, when you're outmatched and outgunned and not playing well, the one thing you can't afford to do is turn the ball over, and that just started that whole snowball rolling in the second half for the Cardinals. Yeah, and it even kind of started before that. Once they couldn't, um, you know, they were going into the half. I know there's a lot of people that didn't like the call, but you know, it's fourth and one, you're down by seven. You're not going to settle for a field goal 
and just slump into halftime and give them time to come back down and match for you. Like I thought, I thought it was the right call. I think that they, the fact that they didn't change anything after the back-to-back timeouts once Philly took one, Arizona took one, they didn't really didn't look like they changed the play there. So if they would have hurried and snapped it, and you know the refs would have not screwed up the spot and slowed it down either. I think where it might, might have changed some things, I still don't think it would be enough to hang. But there was aggression there, especially early, and I think that's what that's what we said in the pregame show is just you need to absolutely match match these guys uh, gun for gun here. Uh, and you're right, it's just it's just not there. And the turnovers, and then you know, again in that second half, you, you can't you can't go three and out. You just can't. There was an easy drop by Zach Hurts. Mm-hmm. It's and and then there who had a pretty good game, by the way, who had a pretty good game, uh, but. In that yeah. kind of situation, you've got to catch that ball. Yeah, and the same with Jordan Matthews too. Like he had a really awesome game stat wise, and had a, a, you know, a but again a big drop when when he needed to pick it up. So there's just there's a lot of that. That's, that's been the kind of the theme of the year was just you know Bradford got better and the wide receivers didn't. Now the wide receivers and and the tight ends are getting better, but they're still missing those easy things and in, in crucial spots. Um, and the offensive line just. You know, they just can't, they can't push anything. There's, there was still a couple of opportunities. I thought there were some bigger holes in the running game there. And obviously there's been a, a lot of chirping with DeMarco Murray, which is like the stupidest thing now. Cause I'm starting to like, <laughs> of all the people that complain about DeMarco Murray, it's like, you can't start, you can't, you can't start. And I was like, well, why wasn't he in there on fourth and one? Are you kidding me? That's like, that's Ryan Matthews wheelhouse. He's the same kind of like thunderous, you know, pinball that can pick those things up. I thought the play call was, was bad. I thought the decision was good. So, you know, we, we keep replaying these things over and over again and just got to chalk it up to like, look, this offensive line needs to be rebuilt somehow so they can get uh, some more forceful things in there. There needs to be a closer on, on the defense. There needs to be a, a guy that can come in there and pass rush and, and, and do all that. So you can drop coverage and have, you know, those three or four guys get to the quarterback and, and build that type of brand that goes on. And just the, and again, the defense of Lee, and, and, you know, as much credit as we want, I want to give David Johnson because he had a fantastic game, and I'm not taking anything away from him. He kept running when they tried to tackle him, but the tackling was so bad. And and I know that there's a lot of theories on, you know, are they exhausted? Is that the tempo? Is that a lot of different other things? But really, it just comes down to the players. Like that's a bad technique, and they it's not like they didn't forget to tackle. Like they've done that before in the past. Is um, uh, they they were out there? They have to. The defense has to be able to get out. out uh, of those situations, and they just kept, you know, digging themselves a hole there. So I don't know what you do. There, there's so many different things you can look at and be like, wow, you need. And again, I'm going to bring up Jordan Hicks's name because that's the, I, I can't think of anything else other than, uh, uh, you know, other than Fletcher Cox not being there. That's that's what's really hurt them in this run defensive thing. And the one thing you can't do against Arizona is like you know they're going to pass deep. You know that's coming, so you have to make them one-dimensional and make them constantly do that to force those turnovers. Because as much as, as as great as Carson Palmer has been, he was still he's still prone to throwing interceptions a lot of the time, especially when you when you do that type of stuff and have, he has pressure on him, and you have to you know force him to throw forty or fifty times a game, and they didn't have to do that at all. So that's that's what I knew that they lost it um, more more so than the secondary than the run defense, and it's been uh, you know. I, I don't know how you fix that in a week, and well, there's a lot of guys that are banged up now, so there's a lot of worried people going into Saturday here. And after all that is said, they're still very much alive in the hunt for oh, the yeah. NFC East. Yeah, they didn't have to. That game didn't matter. That no. was like a, that was like a preseason test of 
playoffs. Like that's that's what's so ridiculous about this thing. They go, uh, you know, Washington yesterday and Buffalo, like almost they almost decided to blow a twenty eight point lead or twenty five point lead or whatever <laughs> it ended up being. And um, there's uh, the, the this is what I'm saying though, Hawks. Even if it, I, I actually don't care. I, I'm happy if they make the playoffs, and I don't care if they miss at this point because, look, Jason Lagunfora was reporting yesterday that Washington's already in, already in talks to uh, you know extend Kirk Cousins. That's mm-hmm. a fantastic idea. Yeah, that's great because they're they're sold on him. They're sold on Jay Gruden. They're going to make that a thing. They've bought into it. Um, so have them make the playoffs. Have them be the one and done, and and that's fine. And ha- you know take the draft position or what there. If they end up doing it. Then great. I think that's I, I think that's what that team needs to know that it can win and to you know maybe subside some of the the off season drama that may or may not be coming here with you know Murray and whoever knows what else is going to come through here. But yeah, they're they're still in the hunt of this thing. And I I've always said just get in, just get in and see what happens. Like this is obviously not a Super Bowl team. It's probably it's barely even a one playoff win team. So. Um, I don't know. I, I'd be. I, I think as much as we want to say that that's it's not going to help the team in the long run. I think that a lot of the fans and a lot of the people here would enjoy a playoff game in Philadelphia, hosting it in January. Well, the one thing that Chip Kelly should do is send a nice fruit basket to the front offices of the Philadelphia 76ers because as long <laughs> as the Sixers are there, the Eagles aren't going to be the worst team playing in Philadelphia. Yeah, oh man, and that. I tell you what, that's the next dramatic episode in the Philadelphia sports team because, <laughs> you know, Jerry, Jerry over there is starting to say, you know, some comments about, oh, yeah, they didn't have any basketball people over there. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And <laughs> you know, that's why we're bringing, you know, like the Antonian. And you're just like, oh, my goodness, here we go, here we go again. Uh, you know, so it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting no matter what happens in this town. All right. So you've got the Eagles. They have the Skins and the Giants to wrap up the season. John Barchard, BleedingGreenNation.com, BGN Radio, 97.5 The Fanatic. Great follow on Twitter at John Barchard. John, thanks so much. Have a great Christmas, my friend. You too, my friend. We'll talk to you later soon. Okay, sounds good. John Barchard checking in on the SECV hotline here on ESPN, 92.3 The Valley Sports Leader.